Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's community spotlight. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Tanya Miller from Antivirus Youth Education. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So, Tanya, I met you back in 2012 and I sat through a presentation that you gave on antivirus youth education. So give us the big picture. What is antivirus? Well, that's really interesting because 2012 is when we first started. So what antivirus is, antivirus youth is, is a character and leadership development program that we take into public and private middle schools. But we also, through that, have developed elementary programs and are brand new as of this fall, a high school program for ninth and 10th grade. So we focus on things like resiliency, goal setting, anti-bullying, but it's more than an anti-bullying program. We unpack why you need the character, values in your life, and how they can benefit you. And this generation, they love rewards. Well, we all like rewards, but you know they want to know what is in it for me and how is this going to benefit my life, so we're able to talk about that. In the state of Ohio, the big thing right now is social and emotional learning. So we implement things exactly for that need. So we become an emotional tool that the students can go through in 10 weeks and actually during their day. So we actually go into like a a seventh grade classroom and we go into social studies or a health class and we see every single student. And that's what's really cool about our program is we're not a niche program. We're not just for like the athletics or a leadership group. We're for the entire school and that's what our goal is. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I work as you know, in a social service agency. So I work with a lot of different homeless programs, veteran, non-veteran family, emergency, more transitional housing, long-term care. And honestly, I say this all the time and I do these therapy classes with them. I say, the two big things that I see over the last seven to eight years of doing this job is there's two big issues. One is relationship issues and one is emotional management. And they feed each other. And sometimes in the social Mm -hmm. service world, there's an argument, what came first, the chicken or the egg kind of thing? Is it- Poverty is it relationships or is it emotional management? And it's it's yes, it's both. It's all encompassing. So to see that a program come in with this generation and really just hit this, especially this emotional management piece. Part of the thing I want to hit on and take apart here is something you said is when we actually look at you know I, a lot of times with my colleagues we'll talk about the anti bullying campaign almost like stirs up bullying in a moment. You know what I mean? It, because it's always like don't do this, don't do that. But something about it almost. We have all this anti-bullying campaign, but bullying is still increasing just as much as we've ever seen it, right? And so what we talk about behind the scenes a lot of times is let's not just tell kids what not to do, and that's that's an important piece, but let's kind of show them the image to bear. Let's show them what it's like to have emotional management, to love your fellow students, so to speak, and all these different things. And that's what you guys are doing here. It's so exciting. It's not just telling them, don't do this, don't do this, but it's actually giving them a model to model their life from that they may not be getting at home anymore. Right, exactly. One of the moments in the classroom, because not only do I write programs, but I I actually go into the schools to make sure that it's working. So we have over 40, 50 people in Northeast Ohio employed by us. And and when I say employed, I mean they get a very, very small stipend to go into the schools for 10 weeks. This is not a retirement program, and this is definitely not a full-time job. This is one day a week for 10 weeks. 
And what's so cool about it is when I go in and mentor, and it was when I, in 2012, the fall of 2012 was our first time we went in, and I had this young student in eighth grade, his name was Mikey, and I love eighth grade because it's kind of edgy, right? and they're, you know, you got to win me over because I'm not sure that I like you, and I'm like, I love it. Sixth grade, they see your candy and school supplies and wristbands that you're willing to give away, and they think it's a party. And listen, for all the listeners out there, I'm just going to jump in. I was a substitute teacher very briefly. And everyone said behind the scenes, do not go to middle school. They're crazy. <laughs> the hormones are rearing. And it, and if you're not, if you don't have that special thing, and, and I went and I substituted at that level, and I was like, wow, these kids are wild. If there's a place for this to go into and come in and start teaching how to manage that, it's right there at that target age group. You're right. One of our board members is a retired superintendent, and this is what he said. I put everything in I could for elementary and everything that I could for high school. Because high school is prevention. You know, now it's, you know, vaping. Of course, back in our generation in the 90s, it was HIV, DARE programs. We we remember those things. So that's all prevention. But there was not a lot for middle school. And so we had no idea when we started developing a program for middle school, we had no idea at that time, because we're not public educators, we had no idea that we were actually fitting something that our world needed right now. And you're right, emotionally, these students are all over the place. But this is what was interesting. So my young student in eighth grade, his name was Mike. He said, you know what, Mrs. Miller, everyone is telling me that I have a bad attitude. My mom says it. My mom's boyfriend say it. My grandma says it, my school teachers say it, but nobody is telling me how to change it. And my mouth dropped, like, I was like that shock and awe moment, like, oh, it was like the sky opened up and it was like, oh, see, this is what kids are saying. Everybody tells me to do it, but nobody is telling me how or why. What is in it for me? And I know that sounds really selfish. But really, it's not. It's self-revelation. It's self-exploratory information that says, this will benefit me if I do this. If I do these things, then my life will change. And I don't have to be what my mom's boyfriends are telling me to be or or whatever the case is. Whatever home life is toxic or or relationships or bullying programs or, or bullying issues that are happening in the schools, we're able to say, this is why you shouldn't do that. We just say, don't do this. Don't do this. And as parents, we do the same thing. Don't do this. Let me tell you why you don't do that. Because bad things will come. There's a word out there called consequences. And for sixth grade, that's a hard word to read. But they all know what it means. And so when we say, let's talk about good consequences. Let's talk about bad consequences. Let's talk about reputation. Why does it matter that your employee thinks you're a hard worker? Your employers or employee or your coaches or your parents? And then they start to say, oh, okay, this is why it's important that I have these things. And it's the beauty of what antivirus does. If we bring to life what these kids need to know, and we think as a society, we think that these kids are getting this information at home, and they're not. And that's where we have taken that responsibility to say, we think we could do something about that and make it fun and engaging and make it what state standards for education say would be good. So think about this. I'm 41. I don't consider myself very old, although 41 feels a little more old, <laughs> a little more old than I want to be, right? But I'm right there with you. We're in the same 41 boat. <laughs> but the kids now, and I know I sound like an old man saying this, but the kids now have so much more opportunity for distraction 
and so mm-hmm. many more avenues with tablets and smartphones, smart devices, and YouTube, so many different things that we didn't have. So I know how hard it was as a kid to stay focused when, when we were young in high school, middle school, and now I just can't even imagine. You know, as I'm going over the values here, you know, you have ambition, responsibility, hard work, emotions, restraint, common sense, generosity. I started looking at ambition and I said, okay, some people could look at that positively or negatively depending on, you know, Mm -hmm. motivation or motives and and different things. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at that and I was reminded of this last year, we were volunteering to help coach a little league flag football team. You know, I think we had from six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds from that range. And it was amazing how many kids in a huddle, whether they were other kids having fun running, will come back to the huddle and look at us and say, Coach, I want to go back home and play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And we're like, mm-hmm. you're here with all your friends. You're doing something physical, getting out all the energy. And as I'm looking through the values that you guys go through and teach, and I'm like, every single one is a key piece to help this generation model. And by the way, another thing that I notice is every single value that you guys talk about have a real character, a real person of history to help show model. You have Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King Jr., Abraham Lincoln. So can you just elaborate and tell us a little bit more about those seven main values that you guys use in your program? Yeah. So we have a, a parent organization called Global Priority Solutions. It's for adults and it's for business, government, education, you know, whatever you want it to be. And there are there are many, there's about 50 values, I think, now with Global Priority. And so out of that, we met with you back in 2009, whatever, 10 and said, hey, what do you wish your generation would know? And out of all these values, right, what do you what do you wish they would know? And they said, well, we think it would be great. You know, ambition would be one. And, and this is iPads are out by that point. iPods, I, I every, that I generation, these were millennials at that point. Now we're, we're into Generation Z that we're in the schools with. So they picked these values. So I didn't pick these as a 41-year-old, wow. but you know, back then I was 30. So this is what the kids are saying. We need to learn about ambition, responsibility, hard work, emotions. Because as an older generation, we tend to look down, you know, it's kind of saturated with stuff, kind of looking down on millennials. Now we're in Generation Z. They don't know as much about them. So millennials still get kind of beat up a little bit, right? As far as the public view. But these are the kids saying, hey, teach us about these things. Someone model and mentor me through this, lead me through this so we don't have to be the same. Right, right. So that's what's different about what our organization does. We don't sit around with a group of people like us at our age. We say, let's bring in the younger generation and say, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to know about? So, and it's still working. So these are seven values that we picked out that are, are very important that we feel you should know. And how we say it, how in my trainings with mentors, I say, this, that volume one is how to make life work. Volume two is how to make me work. Okay, and then volume three is like how to make my life successful. But volume one is how to make life work. Well, one thing, you need to have a goal in life. You need to know what you want. And we talk about ambition looking like a rocket on a launch pad and that there's a chemical reaction. And then that's what releases that rocket into space. And I said, but this is what it feels like. Ambition is when you're, it feels like when your mom says, please get up and do the dishes, you get up and get it done. Or you go home and put away your devices and you do your homework right away. Wow. Because you know you want freedom for the weekend to do whatever you want. That's what ambition feels like. And the, and let's talk about the rewards you get when you do that. And then you have to have responsibility. Because if you have a goal, you need to be responsible. And then you got to work for it. You know, this is what's really amazing that, uh, that we have found. 
that the students love the two values rise to the top that they love talking about the most. Number one, hard work. Number two, generosity. Wow. In this generation, they want to say, I've lost hope in this generation. All they care about are zombies walking around with their phones. Let me tell you, I'm in the school systems every day of the week, every day of the week from August until with my, our program from August until June. And let me tell you two values they love the most, hard work and generosity. There is so much, so much hope for this generation, but it's people like us that need to get out and get involved in our communities and be mothers and fathers where there's a lack of that in our school systems and say, let me just mentor you. I can't be your mom. I can't be your dad, but I can come alongside you and say, let's set a goal and let's see how we can make your life better. And let's talk about the rewards that are going to come to you when you do that. You can hear the hunger through your voice. I have friends that coach and they're telling me the same thing. They coach Little League Baseball, football, wrestling, all the way through the high school level. And they're saying kids are hungry for this. Like my one friend, a player came up to him and gave him a hug and said, coach, I love you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I love you too. And he's like, no, I love you like a father. Now, some oh, people that man. would start on like, well, that's making me uncomfortable. And he realized to a high degree, like, man, just being present with these kids and encourage them just in a sport to show them enough that I care is literally transforming their lives. And maybe they have a dad around, maybe they don't, but they still feel another, I have a leader that I could trust like a father doing life with me and leading me into this thing. And kids are hungry for this stuff, aren't they? Right. Because they're saying, you're giving me wise advice. And I'm willing to listen. That is what's different about Generation Z. That's what the metric are telling us. They want the old to talk to them about their life. Yes, about their failures. But what they're hungry for is how were you able to overcome that issue? That's what this generation wants to know. And so we have the opportunity to go into the school systems as mentors to say, let me tell you what I struggled with. And I didn't stay in the struggle. I was able to overcome this by doing these things. And it's a mind change. It's a mind change where you say, I'm going to practice values in my life, right? It's not performance-based. It's not, oh, if I do these things, everything's going to be great. Nope, because that's why we have the value of emotions in our curriculum. That's why we have the value of restraint, the words that come out out of our mouth, because life doesn't always go our way. That's right. And that is okay. That is okay. Failure is a part of life. Not being successful is a part of life. Broken relationships are a part of life. But let me talk to you about how you can move forward. So in our other volumes, we have boundaries. We have self-esteem. We have the that. Listen to this. I'm so excited. In volume three, we have the value of savings, saving your money. The administrators of the school systems are like, listen, if you could talk to us about saving these kids, about savings at junior high, this is revolutionary. Because, you know, many home lives, you're maxed out. There is no money, but they don't have an understanding. Nobody's going through the Dave Ramsey financial, you know, help me out class that will coach me through this kind of program because it is tempting. We were in in need society. We're an ATM society. We want fast. We're stay quick. Of course, our phones and our devices are helping us, are training us to be more like that. But we're going into the now in junior high school and talking about what are the benefits of saving your money? And places like in Kentucky are like, man, this is going to blow these kids' minds because we are impoverished places. And so this is exciting because this is the hope and light that we feel that these kids need in their life. And so many of them have dark places. Because let me tell you this, and this is what we call antivirus. 
Antivirus is anti-bad behavior. It is anti-corruption. And why we call it a virus is because nobody wants to be positive for virus. So we talk about what viruses are, but then we talk about viruses in our society and then viruses in our mind. And out of the list of viruses on page three of the volume one curriculum, we are able to say to the students, tell me the top three viruses that you're willing to talk about in class, because some of them, they're probably, they might not want to be talking about it. Right. You know, they don't, we don't want them to embarrass themselves. The top three viruses that they're willing to talk about in class, number one, across the board, number one, kids are saying, I have a bad attitude and I don't know how or why. Some of them are like, I didn't know why I have it, but I need help with that. Number two for girls is often gossiping, but it's lying to parents. Number three is I have so many negative thoughts about myself that I don't know how to deal with it, and nobody's telling me how to wow, deal with it. Wow, that's such a big deal. It's such, such a big, big that's deal. A thing. When you have, that's a darkness in their life. They don't know how to deal with it. And, of course, we all know, and especially in Northeast Ohio, the suicides that have happened within our school districts and every year, you know, we just hope that that's not happening. But it starts with these kinds of things. And and how do I deal with my dark thoughts? That's what kids will say. I have dark thoughts. How do I, how do I deal right. with Right. We can't keep continuing and just hope it gets better We, we and put our heads in the sand and expect right. the problem to go. We have to engage our youth, engage our kids, whether we're a parent, teacher, coach, however that looks like in society, a pastor. It doesn't right. matter. A city. How do we begin as a community, begin to engage our youth and teach them how to process these emotions? Because- We've all had bad thoughts. We've all had these bad days where we, we had to sit and now begin to process those. How do I deal with these negative emotions that make me feel like I don't want to do A, B, or C that really hold us back? And you see that's really plaguing our entire society. So what better way to come in it with the kids and teach them a skill set of emotional management and self-control now that right. it just prevents problems in adulthood? It, it does. It does. And that's what. And, and then the number three could be. So darker, what we call negative thoughts. The kids will say dark thoughts, but negative thoughts. But number three, that they're they're saying, I have an addiction to video games, which is also part of wasting time. Right. It's that procrastination. Kids are willing to talk about their addiction to the video gaming. And so we're able to say, okay, well, how do we get away from that? What can we do? What kind of goal do you want? What kind of person do you want to be? And so we talk about other values, like the kindest person. Kindness isn't a value that we're talking about, but we talk about other values that you want to be known for as a student and or a, in your life and how you can be that. That week, how can you go be that to your grandma? How can you go be that to a person that you know got picked on yesterday? How can you say something encouraging to them? And so we start to connect those emotions to the brain and they get excited. That's why they love generosity because everybody loves to get a gift. But there's an overwhelming amount of students that are saying, but I love to give this. I really like to give. And let's talk about how we can give. And so there's just it's just so exciting. And so that's where antivirus is just really come to life. And in that 2012, we started with 545 students in three middle schools in Ohio, public middle schools, all seventh grade. We went into social studies class for 10 weeks. One day a week for 10 sessions. We paid a mentor a very small stipend to do that. And now we're serving over 10,000 students in Northeast Ohio, and we're still continuing to grow. And many of our regions, like in Southern Ohio, they're getting grants for social and emotional learning, mental health grants to do prevention programs to fight against opioids because the opioid epidemic are coming into our communities. And they're saying we have to reach kids younger. Telling them at 16 not to pick up opioids is not helping us. 
we need to go younger. So they're getting money from the state to pay for our program to come in with mentoring. So again, we're more than an anti-bullying program. We're more than a, a prevention program. We're here to help your life work. And we make sure we send in the right mentor in the right location to help bring this to life. And so we're just so excited about what we're doing and the opportunity that we have to do that. I'm so excited about this. I'm fired up. <laughs> well, that's what we want. I'm so, I'm so fired up. I feel like so hopeful after just this phone conversation, Tanya, honestly, that the kids are hungry for this. Is every kid going to be? No, but they have to go through their own issues. We need this in every school in America. And when I went through the list of schools, just to see if there's any in my county, Portage County, or even Summit County, there's only one school in Summit County. And I know we have listeners in Summit County through their safety council. And uh, we have at least six or seven schools enrolled in our particular program. We need to get this in Portage County. We need to expand this in Summit County. It needs to be everywhere. It needs to be everywhere. It needs to be everywhere. And this is what your listeners need to hear. This generation wants people like you in the classroom saying, tell me how to make life work. Because I see brokenness. I see my life is broken. My parents' lives are broken. A lot. This is our alarming. A lot across our nation, because I go to Kentucky, I go to Florida, I go to Arizona, I go to Texas. A large volume of students are being raised by grandparents. And they're saying, right. I, family unit is a whole nother issue. It's a whole nother fear of society that needs to be impacted. And, and we do our best to try to get involved with that. But what we know is students say, we need people like you coming to talk to me. And it's not like I think you're old. It's I just want to know how you were able to overcome. Tell me your success story. And that just is so hopeful. And I I want all of your listeners to know there is so much hope for this generation. If we're willing to put ourselves out there to say, let me just tell you about how you can have success in your life. And it's often through failure. It's often through divorces and relationships and disappointments and being bullied. But how were you able to come? Number one question, how are you able to overcome negative thoughts about yourself? Because I can't do it and I don't know how to do it. And so many students, and it's often girls, will tell us at the end of the 10 session that many times you talked in front of our class that you didn't know that I was a self-mutilator. But many times this conversation kept me from going home and mutilating myself. I mean, that is is so powerful for us. It is. And we're so thankful. that Are we reaching every kid? No, we're not reaching every kid. But we are reaching some, and they are so thankful at the end of the 10 weeks when a child says to us, listen, I was disrespectful, rude, unwilling to give, but this program changed my whole entire life. That is why I wake up every morning. I wake up for my family. I wake up for many things, but part of my day is waking up is how can I help a student change their life today? And how can we help relationships? How can a a son get along with their mom? How can we have sisters and brothers get along better? And this is what we talk about in class. And so many students say, please, can you make this part of our day? Every day we have class to talk about things like this because nobody is doing that. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that awesome? Like, we need to do this every day, talk about these kind of things. And we need to have resources available for students to go home and do that. Now, we're not attracted as Fortnite and video games, but what we can be is a voice in the classroom and knock on the doors of the state to say, how can we have more conversations like this? I know we're not the only program out there, and we know we can't be an island. It's all of us working together 
to make a difference in these kids' lives. Absolutely. I'm looking at the results page on your website. 88% proven impact on students. Now, all these results were based on Ohio, correct? Right. 75-plus school districts, over 20,000 students impacted a year. You're in Ohio, Kentucky, California, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and the world. Hong yeah. Kong, Ukraine, Denmark, South Korea, Egypt, Africa, Uganda, Kenya, Colombia, Guatemala, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Paraguay, Brazil, Honduras, yeah. and Panama. This is awesome. And it may be small pockets around there, but I'm just thinking over 20,000 students in the United States. This is unbelievable. So if you're listening from Portage County, Summit County School Districts, if you're in government, do what you can. If you're involved with the PTA, whatever it looks like, introduce your school system to the antivirus youth education because results are unbelievable and it's amazing. Tanya, thank you so much. How could a yeah. school contact you and sign up for antivirus and get you guys out there? Sure, sure. We're on Facebook, Antivirus Youth Education. You can go to our website. It's antivirusyouth.org. And you can always contact me at Tanya. T-A-N-Y-A at antivirusyouth.org. And we would love to get involved with your school systems and make a difference in these kids' lives. Tanya, thank you so much. I'm so fired up. I'm so much more hopeful after this conversation than I was before. I know we all get caught up kind of complaining about the youth sometimes, but to hear a fresh perspective that they're hungry for hard work, they're hungry for generosity, they're hungry to be mentored and be led into, and they're saying, they're asking me as a generation, as a collective voice, show me the way. My hope and my prayer is that us as older generations will come together and just really begin to engage them in these type of things and begin to lead them. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to thank everyone for listening today. Please go check out Antivirus Youth Education. Go to the website, antivirusyouth.org, and check it out. It's an amazing program. Tanya, thank you. Thank you so much. So appreciative of this time. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.